I've been talking about this for a while, and here's another case where I feel like there there's like this like uh, you know in horse racing you have oh who's the father who's the mother and, you know they put these horses out to stud and they try and create other winners for the triple crown and all that stuff we were talking about that and I feel like they're doing that with drugs now where they're trying to trace drugs back to the great Grateful Dead like no matter what it is they're like oh this strand and this thing the Grateful Dead everything goes back to the Grateful Dead here's another case where this goes back to the Grateful Dead. This story is rather hilarious, though, if you ask me. So over in California at uh, the local CBS station, the TV station in California, they have a uh, broadcast engineer and he was restoring one of these old Buchla sound things. It's basically this huge, massive board. It, like you go watch watch any show from the 70s if there was a computer involved, you know, it had blinking lights and knobs and, and cords going in and out of it. That's what this looks like. That's essentially what this looks like. Remember the machine they were building in Superman 3? It looks kind of like that. But you plug all these different things in and they make different sounds. And this is essentially how they made electronic music back in the day before, you know, GarageBand. And uh, so this guy was restoring this uh, piece of equipment, I think kind of for charity, because who the hell else knows how to do these things, but like one of these nerdy engineers guys. Like I know like here at the radio station, whenever we have an issue with anything, we're like, I don't know, can the engineer fix it? Because most of the time they can. It doesn't matter what it is. That's what these, that's what an engineer does. He just fixes everything. There's nothing an engineer can be afraid of. So they took it to this guy and uh, what happened to him was pretty hilarious. Take a listen to the report from KPIX in San Francisco. At the helm of KPIX TV, broadcast ops manager Elliot Curtis tackles all sorts of technical problems. However, recently, a strange electrical transmission threw him for a loop. It happened inside his brain. It felt like I was tripping on LSD. It turns out Elliot was indeed tripping on LSD. He got dosed by accident at home in his workshop in front of his wife. It's super wild. This whole situation is just the a next chapter of the history in the counterculture. Last Could you imagine if this guy just invented this entire story because, <laughs> because he got high on LSD and was afraid he was going to get a drug test. <laughs> so he invented this crazy story. Just to kind of get out of it, just to, just so he wouldn't get busted. <laughs> Listen to this story, it's crazy. Last year, Elliot volunteered to fix a vintage analog music modular instrument. It's definitely a piece of history. The device creates electronic music for composers. Yeah, they're looking for new ways of creating sound. Cal State East Bay acquired the instrument in the 60s. It fell out of favor and was stored in a cool, dark place for decades. It was in a closet in the corner of a classroom. Uh, which I, I thought was a little on the sad side because it was like a it was like a shipwreck. On the device, a red colored module. Elliot opened it and saw something stuck under a knob. A crust or crystalline residue on it. He sprayed a cleaning solvent and started to push the dissolving crystal with his finger. Forty five minutes later, he began to feel a strange tingling sensation. <laughs> the trip lasted nine hours. Oh, Chemical God. testing identified the substance as LSD. Can I tell you something? That's my nightmare. That is my absolute nightmare. Nine hours? Oh, my God. I can't, um, I can't imagine that. That's my nightmare. That is completely my nightmare. 
There are old uh, radio stories of uh, people dosing like cookies and stuff and bringing them to radio stations. I'll never forget one of the old radio guys told me this in that he he ate this listener brought in these cookies like in the 80s or whatever, 70s. He ate the cookie and he was he was gone. He was just on the floor in the radio station, just tripping for hours. I'm like, that's that's my nightmare. That's that that law that inability to come out of that oh my god oh that sounds brutal brutal i have that i get that thing sometimes i forget i forget what it's called but it's it's horrific it's like a condition but i refuse to acknowledge it as a condition where like you wake up but you're you can't move i forget what they call it but i get that sometimes it's a nightmare it's like it's hell because you're you're up and you're like oh i'm awake I have to move, but they don't really know if it's awake or if it's a dream. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I looked into it for a little while and then it just freaked me out. So I moved on from it, but it, and it hasn't happened to me in a while, which is great, but it's just, it's being unable to control your state of being. Oh my God. Nightmare. That's my nightmare. That's my nightmare. And now they're going to tie it back into the Grateful Dead. It turns out this machine has deep roots to the West Coast counterculture. It's called a Buchla 100. It was created by Don Buchla of Berkeley. I call him the Leonardo da Vinci of electronic music design. Suzanne Chani is a pioneer in electronic music. She worked with Buchla in the late 60s and 70s when she was a grad student at Cal. There's no accident that he developed his, his unique ideas in this crucible of upset and chaos. In the 60s, Berkeley was the epicenter of political and social unrest. We were all hippies and there were drugs. In 1966, some Buchla modules ended up on an old school bus purchased by LSD advocate Ken Kesey. Sounds from them appear to interrupt a KPIX interview. Go ahead, would you repeat that again? Buchla used LSD. He was friends with Owsley Stanley, the genius behind the Grateful Dead's sound system. There it is. Stanley was also famous for making the purest LSD to ever hit the street. Here he is in 1967, fleeing our cameras outside a federal court after a huge LSD bust in Orinda. Okay. The vintage Buchla is now back at Cal State and ready for music students to explore. The device has no keyboard. You play it by turning knobs and patching cords. It can move sound around a room. And this will open your mind, you know. Sometimes I guess the acid will open your mind too. <laughs> As to how the LSD ended up on the red module? Isn't there a lot of legends? But few facts. Buchla and Stanley are both dead. No public records exist to shed any light. Close friends tell conflicting stories. Was it to stash the drug, an accidental spill, or a source for chemical inspiration? No one knows. Even so, Chani says what happened to Elliot is astonishing. It's a little bit like time travel. If you could yeah. go back, I'll bet. you know, that would be the way to get there. One final note, no more trips with this Buchla. It's been cleaned of all LSD. In Alameda County, Juliet Goodrich, KPIX 5. An LSD expert told us that if it's kept in a cool, dry place like this was, LSD could last for decades. And that's how Elliot accidentally doused himself. It's plausible. By the way, he can fix anything, even if he's high. <laughs> he finished the project wearing gloves. 
See, there you go. It's, it's it's very true. Engineers can do. You could douse an engineer with LSD. He'll still get through it. He'll still figure out a way to make it happen. It may take a little longer, but he'll still figure it out. That's for sure. <laughs> Imagine that. Just touching a crystal that's been laying around for forty years, and you get on a nine-hour trip. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I am not picking up anything in the rack room here from now from now on. <laughs> 